Will the Dallas Cowboys be more aggressive, especially on defense in week 16? All that and more in this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Lena McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about whether the Cowboys should be more aggressive on defense. We're going to talk about how they could potentially stop Miami's run game. And we're going to go through some playoff scenarios involving the Cowboys. But, Landon, we, let's get to the first question. And we actually had several questions, and this one comes from John. Uh, wanting to know, do we expect the Cowboys coaching staff to be more aggressive this week? He says, last week they were a little bit too conservative, in my opinion. What do you guys think? <sighs> I, I think that they need to be more aggressive uh on on offense, uh, you know, you, I think you mentioned defense specifically, but I think on offense, maybe in the especially in the sense that uh, I feel like they need to kind of exert their will early in this game, right, and establish, you know, that they are back in the kind of rhythm, if only for their own sake, right. But I also think that you know part of the reason that and we talked about this a little bit, you know, on Monday. Um, and a little bit on Tuesday as well, that that a part of the reason that the, the Bills were allowed to get away with continuing to run the football the way they were is because the Cowboys' offense couldn't produce points to put pressure on them to stop. And inversely, part of the reason that the Cowboys had to stop their pretty successful running game uh, at that point was because the pressure put on them by the Buffalo Bills by scoring all those points. So I do think that it's going to be helpful for both your offense and your defense to kind of establish points early in this game. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, that McCarthy loves his double doubles. He loves his double dips. He loves the opportunity to get a a touchdown before uh, the half and then get another touchdown when receiving the ball after deferring uh, after winning the kickoff. I kind of think that they need to stop doing that on the road, right? I kind of think on the road, it's, it's going to be more important for them because ultimately, like that double dip only counts if you are scoring points, and then yeah, ultimately you're just yeah. really giving it all the way. Because what, like, what ended up happening with the Cowboys is that they didn't score at the end of the half, and they didn't score at the beginning of the half. So it was a double dip of nothing. So I think that the Cowboys, it's more important to get into an established rhythm, get some confidence, get that ball early, and then go down and try to score up front instead of waiting on you know the other team to score, especially against a Miami team that you know is a very good offense, that you know can get it going quickly. Uh, I just think it's going to be better to kind of for the mindset for the Cowboys to be more aggressive in that sense. Now, on defense, I think that it's, it's, it's tough because Miami is so fast and they're so uh, – uh, they're so aggressive, right? In the way that mm-hmm. they use uh, motions and shifts and the way that they use their personnel. I think for the Cowboys, they need to almost kind of play the same game plan that the, the, the Dolphins are going to play against them. They need to keep it all in front of them 
and allow just just be very tight and not you don't need to force the issue against Miami just make them have to march the length of the field if you go back and watch that Jets game against Miami I think the average starting position for Miami was their own 47 if I'm not mistaken that's that's what you can't have you got to control the ball play the field position game because the, the the only way to beat this Dolphins team is to limit their big plays and make them travel the length of the field through efficient, uh, you know, short runs and, and without getting big yak. That's when you can maybe hopefully have the, have them cause a mistake, take advantage of that, and then, you know, continually score to keep outpacing them. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the the run game in the next segment, but let's I want to first go to the offense that you mentioned. Some of the best Cowboy games this season – were when they got the ball and scored a touchdown on the first drive. I'm thinking of the Jets game in week two, right? Everybody knew uh, the Jets defense was playing really well at that point. The Cowboys took the ball, walked all the way down the field, 7-0 to start their game, boom, great start. Against Philly, right? The second game against Philly, the Cowboys took the ball. Now, again, these are all at home. Took the ball, scored, and that kind of set you up the rest of the game. Uh, the same thing was true when you played the Patriots in week, was that week four or so? Mm-hmm. Look at the games, and I know this is – it's not perfect to do it this way, but the Arizona game, Arizona on the very first drive of the game, they took the ball, went down, scored, and you got into a hole. Same thing happened with the 49ers. Same thing happened with the Bills. I agree with you. I think this is if you can control it, right? I don't think yeah. the Cowboys are going. I don't think they're going to defer in this game. I think they want to go down, get points, and try to get into that positive game script that they know so well. And then on defense, Landon, I've been going back and forth all all week on this. Do you think this is a good game to use a lot of early down blitzes against the Dolphins, or are the Cowboys better off just trying to let their guys beat Miami's banged up offensive line one on one? I think I think it's a good thought about early blitzes because ultimately you're you know hopefully getting a run blitz in order to just kind of disrupt things at at that point. I mean Miami is obviously you know, a modern offense in the sense that they're not going to be limited to, ju- to just throwing the ball on third down or second down, they, they you know, they'll throw the ball whenever. Yeah. But I do think that you are probably going to get a higher percentage of, of, you know, kind of shorter pass stuff or oh, yeah. run game stuff on, on first and second down. And really what I would avoid is blitzing them on third down regularly, right? Yes. Because the system will take care of that. Two is a good a good quarterback and good enough to throw into the blitz and 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 have answers there and and even more of the problem as you just mentioned is that it's who's getting the ball in the face of the blitz right is is it Waddle is it is it Hill yeah. if he's playing those guys are is it Akane you know getting the A-chain. ball A chain yeah I'd be terrible about that those guys getting the ball in space especially on a blitz where you've uh, lost several defenders in the backfield and they're completely out of position that makes those guys getting the ball in space so much more dangerous so you kind of got to be careful a little bit there so I, I do like the idea of you like you just mentioned specifying early blitzing if you're gonna do it just to kind of maybe disrupt the timing of some things uh, and and to do it in a more safe way where, you know, hopefully they're not, they don't have like big deep shots like called or something that yeah. if they were able to beat the blitz would really, really hurt you. So on tomorrow's crossover show with Kyle Krabs from Lockdown Dolphins, uh, you're going to hear us talk a little bit about the state of the offensive line. But as of this recording on Wednesday, yeah. here's what the Miami offensive line looks like. Their left, their left tackle, Teron Armstead, he's going to play, but he's been banged up all year. This is probably the healthiest he's been. 
outside of that, everybody else is banged up. Their left guard, Lester Cotton, is an undrafted free agent who they signed this year. Not athletic at all. Their center, Connor Williams, he's out with the torn ACL. Sucks for him. I, he, he was having an awesome, He's awesome having year. a great year. Good yeah. for him. Liam Eichenberg, a left tackle at Notre Dame, has been starting the last couple of weeks at center. He has a toe injury. He's expected to play, but he is PFF's lowest graded center this year. Their right guard, Robert Hunt, uh, has not played over the last month. He's questionable to play in this game, and that means Robert Jones is starting at right guard. Austin Jackson, the right tackle who they just played, had a terrible game against the Jets last week. He has an oblique injury. He's supposed to play. But that's the state of the offensive line. I think I think blitzing them and using different guys like Michael Parsons line up over the center. Maybe this is a game that Donovan Wilson blitzes a lot just to try to disrupt some of the timing of their wide zone offense. I think five and six man rushes, I think, are going to be really important here. You know, the Cowboys are one of the lowest. Uh, you, you, well, how do I phrase this? The Cowboys use sim pressures lower than almost any team in the NFL. I think this would be a good week for them to consider it, right? They have the players to kind of and 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 sim 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 pressures are when you send blitzers, but in numbers that are equivalent to what a normal rush would be, right? So you you send four bodies, but they're not the four down defensive linemen right. necessarily. You send a yes. linebacker, then three defensive linemen, then one of the defensive ends drops into a hook zone or into the flat, right? You've got the kind of bodies like Dorrance Armstrong. Uh, you know, guys like Fowler, who if you need to, they could, you know, appear to be uh, coming on, on a rush who could drop into a hook zone or drop into a flat and, and be, you know, decent, at least preventing a throw in there. I think that would provide you the opportunity to still get the same number of guys you want into coverage, but attacking the areas of uh, uh, in the pass rush the way you want to. Right. Yeah. So you're sending yeah. Micah as a middle linebacker while you're dropping a defensive end to make sure that all the zones are still covered behind them. That way you get the 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 pass rush uh, 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 you know matchup that you want with him versus Eichenberg or him versus the right guard. Uh, and then you still get the, all the coverage behind it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did some stuff like that. You know, we talked about, you know, five-man pressures. I, I think this may be the, the, the week where the Cowboys try to get – and I know this seems counterintuitive, especially with what we saw, you know, against San Francisco, but maybe this is the week that you start getting some of the stunts back into the, the, the defensive line, especially on, like, you know, later downs, because Tua isn't that kind of athlete who can take advantage of a, the, the temporary – a hole yeah. up the middle and like burn you big time. So maybe that's what you start doing on third downs. You start blitzing early. You just send some stunts in games uh, and, and, and lay it down and hope that you get some pressure or, or force some uh, quick throws that are incomplete. All right, let's talk about how the Cowboys can try to slow down this Miami rushing attack on Sunday. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. All you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun that I've ever had playing DFS. Because there's so many different players and so many different stat projections to choose from. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits in the first half and does not return for the second, that player is rebooted. 
Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys pod- podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Landon, our next question here comes from Ryan. He says, how in the world are we going to stop the Miami Dolphins run game? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's kind of like what we talked about a little bit. You know, they, they uh, the X's and O's are, are elite. I mean, they're very, very good. That's what Mike McDaniels has done for years. It's what he did for uh, Kyle, you know, in, in San Francisco. It's what he did for Kyle in Atlanta. It's what they did for uh, Washington when they were all in Washington together. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the run game is is kind of, what where he made his bread and butter i will point out though it, that you know at the end of the day it is ultimately still about the x's uh, the, about the jimmies and joes you know and, and not the x's and o's there's definitely tons of different things that they can do to kind of uh, you know bowie the talents there um but i think that ultimately the, the cowboys need to win up front they need to, to to just be better about not getting physically beaten up front and then I think, you know, the other thing too is that the Buffalo uh, running attack, you know, the, the, the one way that they really beat the Cowboys is that they they just broke tackles. You know, Cook's, yeah. it was great. Cook broke a bunch of Cowboys tackles. The Cowboys are one of the best tackling teams in football. Like, I mean, that's, they just have few the some of the fewest missed. I think they were second before this game or, or maybe even higher in the league and fewest missed tackles. So I just think that if guys, and, and, and you know, look, it, with the Buffalo game, it wasn't even just missed tackles. It was things that ne- don't necessarily tally as missed tackles, but you know are of that ilk, right? Where guys just weren't getting into the proper tackling position, right? So that maybe that doesn't count as a as a missed tackle because he didn't get his hands on him or he didn't get an attempt in. But that's it's along the same lines where you know tackling is the complete process of getting in position striking and then bringing the guy down to the ground. Right. So if any part of that is not right, then you need to kind of uh, get that aligned. I I wondered if the Cowboys didn't have a a padded practice last week because it just felt like it it, it wasn't quite tight the way that it needed to be. So, so that's line one for me is tackling, tackling better. I think they also will have a little bit better success against Miami's run game than a lot of other teams simply because they have better speed at the second level to kind of get to where they need to go. Miami's defense uh, run game is is based on, you know, kind of wide zone, inside zone concepts. They definitely are going to mix it up, but it's going to be a lot of zone, you know, com- with, uh, you know, interesting motions and shifts to kind of get angles. That's really where they want to win, not with necessarily bullying guys or blowing them off the ball. They want to win with angles. They want to yes. get you in a bad position so you can't make the tackle. The Cowboys have got to find a way to counteract that with their second-level speed. Uh, I think that the Cowboys are going to bounce back and play a lot better uh, run defense. I don't know if that, that means it's going to be good enough, but I do I do expect at least a better performance and better tackling than what we saw against Buffalo. 
Yeah, you're right. They are not a team that is based off of power. Like Buffalo ran a lot of like pulling guys and they let Deion Dawkins try to maul the linebackers. They want to win by tossing the ball out wide and letting Raheem Mostert and Devin A. Chain and Jeff Wilson just outrun your guys. Uh, by the way, I think Raheem Mostert is their slowest running back on the team, and he ran a four three forty. That's, That's crazy. Yeah. Um, they they've been really successful running the ball between Mostart and A Chain. I just looked this up. They have two thousand rushing yards and twenty seven rushing touchdowns already this year. Wow. It's absolutely incredible. But it is just about getting to your spots, and I do think the Cowboys defense with Damone Clark and with Marquise Bell, I do think they fit really well going up against this style of rushing attack. It also doesn't hurt that. I think Dan Quinn knows Mike McDaniel pretty well from their days in Atlanta, right? When Mike McDaniel, I think at that time was coaching the wide receivers, I believe. Um, No, that was, that was, uh, that was, what's his name? Was it Bobby Slowick? Was Bobby Slow coaching the tight ends? Um, Yeah. Mike McDaniel also knows Dan Quinn. Uh, I will say outside of the 49ers game this year, Dan Quinn has actually done a pretty good job against Kyle Shanahan's offense. As you remember in 2022 playoff game, they gave up, was it 16 points, 19 points or something like that. Well, and and even this game against San Francisco, you know, look, say what you will about the pass. They couldn't run the ball. No, they They couldn't couldn't run run the ball. They couldn't run the ball against the Cowboys defense. So we'll see. I, I do think the Cowboys match up much better against Miami's rushing attack this week. It's just, how many resources and how many bodies does Dan bodies. Quinn want to put in the box to try to stop this rushing attack? Well, I mean, again, and I was just going to point it out, and thank you for the segue. This is a really a game where you need Malik Hooker back because yeah. I think this is a game where you need that true two-way safety who's going to be able to read that properly, come down and make a solid tackle if you need it at six yards as opposed to eight yards, you know, those two yards difference that, 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 that hooker can make, you know, by reading the play properly and getting downhill and making the tackle, those things add up, especially against these kinds of offenses. So uh, yeah, I think safety play is going to need to be at, you know, at its best. uh, And that's why I really feel like you're, you're going to need Malik Hooker this week. Who's been calling the plays for the Cowboys since Leighton Van Der Esch went down? Because Van Der Esch was the green dot before. Is it Damone Clark? Or for some reason I thought it was Malik Hooker. Uh, I think it actually was Hooker for a while. Um, but I think it's been Clark. Uh, I think yeah. Clark, uh, Bell, Hooker, and Curse all have dots available to them, if I'm not mistaken. But it's just that it's Malik Hooker's been around for forever. He's a really good communicator. He knows how to help get guys lined up. I would expect that he's going to play this week, wouldn't too, you? But yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I I thought that they thought they had hopes that he would play last week, but you know, it, it, honestly, it may be very similar to to what Tyreek Hill is experiencing. They both mm. have ankle injuries. I think Tyreek has a high ankle, and that may be the difference. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I think it's it was close last week. I think from what we heard, I'm hoping that he gets back this week. One of the things that I'm going to be really curious to see in this game is how how much do the Cowboys put into this game to try to win? Do they try to get Zach Martin back out of the field after the quad injury? Do they try to force Malik Hooker to get back out of the field when we know he's less than 100%? How much does this game mean to the Cowboys? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fastest and the easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. 
with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I would love to see a bunch of Cowboy fans in Miami go to this game. So a little bit of blue in that stadium would be mm. awesome. So go to game time. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive all in prices. So your total upfront. So you know that you're getting a great deal without hidden fees, buy tickets in seconds with just two taps, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use promo code lockdown NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Term supply. Again, create an account, redeem promo code Lockdown NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Everydayers on tomorrow's show, we've got our crossover show with Kyle Krabs of Lockdown Dolphins. Really entertaining show. So make sure you guys tune in for that. But, Lana, let's talk about what does this game mean for the Cowboys? Because you and I are talking pre-show. It's another one of these weeks where this game just does not mean as much for the Cowboys as it does the Dolphins. And, frankly, I mean, this game may mean more to Miami than the Buffalo game meant to Buffalo. Sure. Uh, Just because they have it all on the line. And, you know, I think you laid it out pretty well that, you know, they have a, a range of outcomes that include not making the playoffs to winning their division to, I, I mean, being the one, they, they still, can be the one seed. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going to say. It's all the way up to being the one seed, right? Well, so. it, here, here's the reason why. So they are in a race for the one seed with the Ravens. Uh, yeah. They play the Ravens in week 17 in Baltimore. The Ravens also play this week against San, uh, San Francisco in San Fran on Monday night, short turnaround. So if the Dolphins win out, and we assume the Ravens lose to the 49ers, the Dolphins will be the one seed. And that would be huge for Miami. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, because Miami, very similar to, to Dallas, has had a very strong home uh, record, right? Yes. I mean, another <laughs> another thing kind of that the Cowboys are having to walk into, right? Now, I think that the Tennessee Titans kind of showed you a little bit. They, they Titans being the only team that is, I think has beaten Miami at home mm-hmm. so far. Uh, Titans just kind of showed you a little bit that that they have a way that you know that they are beatable at home. Uh, but I, I think that you have to find a way to kind of get physical with this Miami team and find a way to slow them down offensively. Uh, obviously, you know, not I, I think Tyreek kind of I think he left that game at injured. It's at, yes. at yep. a third quarter ish. Um, so I think that obviously had a p- part of it. But um, yeah, so just the point is, is that this it's all on the table for Miami. They definitely need these wins huge. And for the Cowboys, because of the Eagles loss to Seattle, um, you know, th- they could lose this game and it's may not change anything for whether or not they no. win the NFC. East. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it, it, and beca- it's because of all the weird tiebreakers, you know, the conference uh, records kind of got evened out by that loss to San Francisco. Um, and then obviously the fact that the, the Giants are playing the, I mean, the, the Eagles are playing the Giants twice that that could, you know, set off uh, some NFC East tiebreakers. If they lose one of those games, if they lose to the Cardinals, it sets off a conference record mm-hmm. tiebreaker. So the Cowboys, you know, if they can win two of these last three games and the Eagles lose any one of these last three games, the Cowboys will be the NFC East champion. So that, you, you know, it's, it's tough for the motivation aspect of this. Like that again, because of the Eagles' loss, 
that they suddenly don't need to win this game know, again where crazy. Miami really, really needs to win. Yeah, Dallas can only win the division if the Eagles have a record of 12 and 5 or worse. Uh, if, they, if they both end up at 12 and 5, again, assuming Dallas beats Washington, that's the only game that really, really matters for the Cowboys. Dallas will get in. So, yeah, there is a situation where the Cowboys' odds to win the NFC East don't change even if the even if the Cowboys lose on you know Christmas Eve to the Dolphins because all that really matters is can the Eagles slip up once. So back to Miami really quickly. If Miami loses their next three games, they play. I'm gonna they play home against the Cowboys at the Ravens, home against the the Bills. They are out of the playoffs. If they win one of the three, they are a wild card team. If they win two of the three, they win the division. If they win three of the three, they probably are the number one seed. Shows you just how much more this game means for Miami than Dallas. I mean, it would be amazing to have such a clear playoff picture for your team, right? Yes. Like, hey, this is easy, guys. You win one, you get this, you win two, you get this. Every time you win a game, something better happens. That's really That's all right. that it is. It's pretty straightforward. and Yeah, and, and again, motivating factor for, for Miami is going to be you know, off the charts. So the Cowboys, if they're going to want to win this game, uh, they're going to have to be able to you know face the onslaught of another you know Super Bowl hopeful that is extremely motivated at home uh, to win a game in which the Cowboys just don't need to win it nearly as much. But but let's be clear. The Cowboys don't need to win it for standings necessarily. No. But but they need to win it for like a narrative, right? If they were to lose another game on the road to a good opponent, I think that would have some lasting impact. Uh, But if they win this game and they do it convincingly and they go to Miami and they score 35 points and they hold Miami to to 14 or whatever, I think you're starting to turn the conversation around that the Cowboys can't win a big game on the road. So that's why it matters. I I think it does. But at the same time, like it, it doesn't. You know, like there's because the truth is, is that the Cowboys could lose, go through that whole narrative of that week and then and still go into the playoffs and, you know, change the narrative. So, like, I I think let's not, you know, let's not all go off the cliff like like the person in front of us just because the Cowboys lose this game. I do think it's a big confidence booster. though. If the Cowboys win this game, I think it really makes them feel like, hey, we are not just a home team. I, I absolutely, I, I absolutely do. I absolutely believe that. And, and and I've been saying that for a while that I think that this, the, all of these are kind of important warmups for the playoffs. I, I don't think it disqualifies you from you getting to where you need to go if no. you lose this game. No. But I think the confidence that you could gain could really carry you throughout the rest of the playoffs. If you can find a way to win this game against a Miami team that needs to win it more than you, that is a playoff contender. That's a, Wild card would consider a, a division winner, a first round seed contender. Uh, I think that would it's be crazy. an absolute huge win for the Cowboys. Uh, a little no Igbenogany, Cedric Wilson revenge game. That's right. Yeah. Not so much boss man fat anymore. Yeah. We're, I don't even know where he's at anymore. I think he's maybe with he's Saints. at home. I think is where well, he is right now. <laughs> uh, all right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen of the day. Go check out our channel on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will see you right back here tomorrow for Crossover Thursday. And then Landon, you and I on Friday doing our official preview of Cowboys Dolphins. You won't want to miss that again. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.